Hello, and welcome to the Digital Society Ventures podcast. Here we interview startup founders and investors about their company's mission. We dive into the disruptive technology and business models that are collectively driving the broad transformation of our society. Join us to listen to raw insights and inspirations behind the entrepreneurs facing uh, tomorrow's world-changing ventures. I'm your host, Roy King, and with us this week is Logan Evans, the founder of Sugar Security. They test your cybersecurity like a hacker would. Hi, Logan. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Roy. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, it's my pleasure. I'm uh, Security is a super exciting uh, topic and one that's important for, for every business. Um, where did you uh, get started in this? How long ago and kind of what was the, the idea behind it? Yeah, so I've been working with computers and hacking since I was a kid. Uh, I was like hacking the video games that I would play. I was never the kid that, you know, hacked the NSA and got arrested at 11. I wasn't that cool, but, you know, I got into a little bit of mischief. And uh, in high school, I joined the Cybersecurity Club. They had something called Cyber Patriot that was sponsored by like Northrop Grumman and those big dogs. And uh, oh, I just ever since then, I've been in love with it. Um, I was at Coal Fire, a consulting company for a few years. And we were hacking, you know, networks, websites, mobile apps, all that good stuff. And I just wanted a quicker way to do it and a way to kind of like automate a lot of the stuff I was doing. So I started working on some early versions and uh, now we're working on making a company out of it, building a platform for other people to use and uh, especially trying to help small businesses. We found a way to do it so cheap in the cloud. So that's, that's what I'm really excited for. Yeah, I mean, the cloud has definitely changed, um, you know, business overall and security, you know, and the, you know, it's no longer enough to kind of think about security within the the four walls or the firewalls of a, of oh, a company. Yeah. Everything is now, you know, moving remote and, um, uh, <laughs> and, you know, integrated and connected. Right. And it's brought with it, you know, so many, so many challenges, um, you know, from ransomware and viruses to, um, you know, corporate and foreign espionage, uh, it's, it's challenging enough for, you know, especially small businesses just to use technology, but to then also figure out how to, how to protect themselves, right. um, you know, is a, is a pretty big challenge. Where are you, um, you know, what kind of customers are you looking to focus on? Yeah. So when I first started out, um, I was really, like I mentioned, small business. So I called like pretty much every mom and pop shop I could find in the area and tried to convince them to buy our cybersecurity product because, you know, I had no sales background, right? So that was, that was my first mindset. If I just call them and tell them that they're going to get hacked if they don't listen to me, like, and that, that didn't work so well. Right. So we've since started talking to like CISOs, VPs of technology, that kind of stuff. um, And getting a lot more interest there. I mean, cybersecurity, like you said, it's like every business. So we've been getting interest from like finance, uh, libraries, universities, hospitals, uh, other software companies. So it's just a matter, excuse me. It's just a matter of like, uh, finding the right person within the organization, right? That the it's either their job to secure your technology or to like, uh, review the technology. Sometimes we work with like auditors because organizations just don't have a cybersecurity or it staff of their own. The only time they look at it is when they're like getting bought by another company. Um, that kind of stuff, they'll hire like an auditing team. Oh yeah, no. It's certainly, when the pain is 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 high, is clear, yeah, right? Or after they get hacked, right? That's another common one, right? So after businesses get hacked, yeah. And so, you know, are you looking at being, um, you know, a comprehensive sort of end-to-end provider that incorporates a lot of, you know, 
uh, everything from the device security to the network and the you know data and application side? Yeah, I mean, so when like the more that I've kind of learned about like the cybersecurity market as I've, as we've been in business, uh, the more I realize how we can kind of fit in as software manufacturers. Um, if we kind of work with other cybersecurity players that already exist, um, there's ways we can kind of help out that way. So we won't have to work and be like a new app that people have to learn. Like the mom and pop shops might not even have to notice us without, like they will get value out of us without having to use our platform directly, if that makes sense. Like we can just integrate, you know, up market, I think is the term up market. <laughs> like uh, we're the manufacturer and then we distribute through someone else. Uh, so we've been kind of playing with that recently too. Yeah, certainly finding, um, you know, other products or services that are already bought and consumed or, you know, um, are related or, um, you know, auxiliary to that. I mentioned, you know, the network um, right. devices or other application software that you can piggyback in and ride, um, right. uh, you know, their effort. Uh, that's a pretty smart way to, to get in. Um, are you, uh, you know, charging a subscription, do you have a subscription model? Or are you looking um, more as a service kind of transactional? Um, yeah, so the, the way that we're doing it right now is it's free to sign up um, and you can get started with any of our modules uh, on the free version. And it's stuff like you mentioned, like mobile stuff, network stuff, like you can test your firewall, you can test your Android app. Um, and that's all for free. The catch, right, is because we don't want to give it away for free forever. The catch is that you can only do one thing at a time and it's a 10 minute delay. Uh, so the idea is we start charging once you start getting those instant results. And so we, we would make our money off of these like larger organizations that need to scan things multiple times a day and need that instant feedback. Uh, so if you're just like a mom and pop shop, right, and you have one website, and you only need to scan it once a week, it would only cost you $1 a week. We're doing like a pay-as-you-go kind of model that way. Yeah. But then if you're this like big super conglomerate company and you have thousands of IP addresses and you want that like daily review, that's when we would make our money by charging that pay-as-you-go model. Oh, that's interesting. Well, it does let you see where the um, where people's interests are. Um, are there any particular services that you've found, you know, the people have gravitated to or that you're seeing the most traction with? Yeah, um, phishing is a, is a really common one. People still want to see like phishing simulations, phishing emails. Um, we've also been getting some interest on smishing, if you've heard of that. It's just text message, so SMS phishing. Um, there's just external port scans. That's, that's a pretty common one. And there's already tools out on the market that do this, and some of them are free. Um, the way that we're kind of combining them into a platform and then putting like notifications and things around it and managing the scans, that's what makes us unique um, and sort of like that managed model. Let me look. I'm, I'm in like a demo version right now. AWS, we've been getting a lot of demand again uh, for our AWS modules. People love Amazon Web Services. Also, OSINT, if you've heard of that, open source intelligence. So just yep. like you, what you can find on Google about a company. You can find a lot of like data leaks on just by Googling it. And so we have stuff in the background that kind of like auto Google stuff and pulls data out of the results. So pretty cool stuff. Yeah. Um, and very good, I think, interesting data to help you develop more, um, you know, premium and uh, higher revenue off offers. Uh, but seeing both kind of 
different types of customers and especially those those mom and pop and smaller ones that probably aren't as many you know as much competition from other um, security consulting agencies or um, software companies trying to you know get into the same into the same market it does seem you know one of the challenges that it's just very noisy um, right. You know, it's all, it's, <laughs> unfortunately it's also, you know, it's, there's a lot of snake oil salesmen and, you know, spammers out there, uh, who promise the moon and, you know, and, uh, completely <laughs> secure, uh, vaults and, um, unhackable devices and all of these right. things. How have you, uh, um, you know, sort of broken through or tried to differentiate yourself? Yeah. Um, well, that, that's a- yeah, that's a great point. So we, we don't promise anything that like our stuff is unhackable or um, anything like that, or that we will make you unhackable. Um, we are on the latest sort of tech stack, right? We're built in AWS serverless. Um, I have a cybersecurity background, security engineering background. So I'm the one building out the platform so I can vouch for its security. But yeah, of course, I, I never want to say anything is unhackable. I was a consultant for a few years. And even if we spent like two or three weeks, a team of five people, two or three weeks hacking a company and we found nothing, we would still only say that the risk was low risk. We wouldn't say that you're unhackable or you have no cyber risk. We would say uh, it's pretty low, low, low risk. So I feel that we're a low risk platform to use um, because of how we're handling all of our data. Um, but then, yeah, I mean, also to your point, breaking through and getting people to try us out has been tough. Um, you know, yeah, it's, it's just a matter of getting that kind of that first customer and then letting them vouch for you. Yeah, word of mouth is still very, very important. Um, but you mentioned the uh, potential part, channel partners um, and working with others. Is right. there, uh, have you started, are there any companies that, that you're actively uh, collaborating with on going to market or product development? Yeah, um, nothing that's like really been publicly announced and nothing that's super far along. Uh, but we have recently been working with MSPs and MSSPs uh, and just, you know, companies that kind of build themselves as general IT companies. And we've been kind of working with them and onboarding a few of their customers onto our software and doing like a white labeled reports. If that if, if that's like a, you know, I, I'm not a, a business person outside of my own business, so I'm not sure if the idea of white labeling something is is well known outside of like software. But that's the idea. We, yeah, we've been doing a bit of those and seeing some success. Yeah, but nothing like a major partnership. Uh, yeah, well, certainly, you know, common enough within software. Uh, and I have seen some some good, you know, win win scenarios where uh in particular, even uh, you know, multiple companies have come together. One, maybe more around like tr- you know training, um, and another one around oh, right. you know the, another one's a service a systems integrator or managed service provider, um, and another one being the security um, component. And whichever you know one of those maybe gets the lead into a, an organization, they can sell the value proposition of a of a more comprehensive, holistic. Right. Uh, You know, solution and quote, you know, kind of whoever got the lead is the primary and the other people essentially white label or, you know, come along for the ride. Right. Right. Yeah. That's the idea. Yeah. We're doing exactly that with a few of these IT companies. Well, excellent. Um, Well, I can, you know, certainly see, uh, you know, a 
a lot of competition in in the Valley um, and and Seattle and, and New York and maybe a few other kind of hot spots, but that leaves a quite a lot of the of the country left open um, that I don't think is getting properly served with uh, you know up to date cybersecurity advice and you know it's just gotten so easy <laughs> um, you know for the hackers the costs have come down the potential rewards are going up right uh, and it's it's just a matter of time before the you know industrialization of of hacking you know reaches your your corner of the of the market oh yeah yeah I'm, i mean we're still seeing it like even these small like i've said mom and pop shops they're still getting like phishing emails blackmail threats that's another common one people will say hey we have pictures of you from your webcam and they sometimes don't even have proof that they have pictures of these people but they'll say it and they'll spook them into giving bitcoin so i don't even know if that's really a cyber crime or just like a a, a prank that you can make money off of but yeah it's it's everywhere there's always something going on like that and something new. Well, um, Logan, it's been really great talking to you. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to share with our audience before we jump? It's my birthday, uh, oh, <laughs> July twenty first. Yeah, yeah. You just caught me on my birthday, so uh, <laughs> happy birthday to me. No, um, well, hopefully we'll get uh, we'll, you'll get a good reward out of this at some point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, any anybody listening, give me a birthday present. So, <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much, Roy. Yeah, my pleasure. Um, yeah, it really, you know, your your service very much resonates, you know, with me in terms of the of the need and and the complexity uh, of the cloud and and all of these different you know business software platforms. Uh, people are quickly getting you know themselves into risky you know more risk and, and more trouble without really knowing where uh, what to do. So all the best um, to you, and that's all the time we have for this episode. Hope everybody else enjoyed it as much as I did. Uh, you may follow me on Twitter, uh, RoyKing3, for more updates. And until the next podcast, see you later.